Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. I, rem I remember a couple of years ago when a certain brand of cell phones came out with upgraded front-facing cameras, right? So the cameras that face you from your phone um, came out and uh, people were freaking out for the first couple of weeks that the phones came out because uh, apparently the, uh, the camera was upgraded so much, uh, so high-res definition and, and clear that they didn't look as good as they used to look with older phones, right? As in, the phone, the camera was catching all the imperfections of their faces. Uh, it was too clear and being too real uh, that they thought they weren't looking as good and people were freaking about after, you know, taking selfies, you know, with, with the cameras and they were hating it and they were regretting getting these phones. Now, this versus some other phone, another branded phone that actually does like an automatic filter to make you look like whiter and so forth and kind of stuff. But I remember that episode and just kind of reading the article and laughing. And to me, it didn't matter because I never use the front-facing camera anyway. Uh, but we have this need to look a certain way and we are afraid when we are confronted by even by the truth of what we look like. So let's read the passage today uh, and then we'll continue. Leviticus chapter 13 verses 1 through 17. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when anyone has a swelling or a rash or a shiny spot on their skin that may be a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. The priest is to examine the sore on the skin, and if the hair in the sore has turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is a defiling skin disease. When the priest examines that person, he shall pronounce them ceremonially unclean. If the shiny spot on the skin is white, but does not appear to be more than skin deep, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine them, and if he sees that the sore is unchanged and has not spread in the skin, he is to isolate them for another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine them again, and if the sore has faded and has not spread in the skin, the priest shall pronounce them clean. It is only a rash. They must wash their clothes, and they will be clean. But if the rash does spread in their skin after they have shown themselves to the priest to be pronounced clean, they must appear before the priest again. The priest is to examine that person, and if the rash has spread in the skin, he shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling skin disease. When anyone has a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to the priest. The priest is to examine them, and if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and if there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic skin disease, and the priest shall pronounce them unclean. 
he is not to isolate them because they are already unclean. If the disease breaks out all over their skin, and so far as a priest can see, it covers all the skin of the affected person from head to foot, the priest is to examine them, and if the disease has covered their whole body, he shall pronounce them clean. Since it has all turned white, they are clean. But whenever raw flesh appears on them, they will be unclean. When the priest sees the raw flesh, he shall pronounce them unclean. The raw flesh is unclean. They have a defiling disease. If the raw flesh changes and turns white, they must go to the priest. The priest is to examine them, and if the sores have turned white, the priest shall pronounce the affected person clean. Then they will be clean. So I need to remind you uh, that the main purpose of these purification rites and practices are for holiness and sanctification before God, daily holiness in our lives. And the overarching consideration is the presence of God, our awareness of God's presence, and even our ability to be united with Him. And ultimately, it has to do with closeness and intimacy with God. And this applies as the background for all the purification rites and observances, um, you know, from yesterday and the next couple of days, and, you know, basically from chapters 11 to 15 of Leviticus. And the biggest temptation with these difficult verses, as I said yesterday, is to add meaning where, or when, you know, where there are none or none of those things intended. Uh, to, you know, put, look at these medical references uh, and situations and try to bring like, okay, you know, we know more about the human body and processes and things, let's try and explain what the Bible is talking about. And as I mentioned yesterday, um, with some of the stuff that from chapter 12 and 13, it's actually kind of impossible. So we're not meant to is the conclusion. There are some things that are possible, as in there might be some good practices, right, that we can glean from, but no conclusive answers. And like yesterday's passage, um, the blood after giving birth, the ceremonial impurity or uncleanness that we read about today is not sin. Uh, and in today's passage, we have skin afflictions, right? You know, blemishes and, and spots and blotches and so forth, scaliness. And it's important uh, to note that they are not the result of sin. There is nowhere in the Bible or in the passage that hints to this or, or leads to this. They are not, nor they are forms of punishment for sin. Although elsewhere in the Old Testament, especially skin diseases are used and have been used as forms of punishment. Uh, and at the same time, there are similarities between the concept of sin and its punishment and the impurity or the uncleanness uh, that this section talks about. And which is how, though they may not have a direct correlation with, um, with sin, uncleanness is meant to be a profound reminder to us of the paradise that was lost. And as I mentioned yesterday, um, the observances and the rites for ceremonial purification are general reminders of death and mortality as opposed to God's holiness and eternity. And sin, again, remember that cannot exist in God's presence. And anything to do with sin cannot exist in front of God. So similar to the practices of sacrifices for sin, sin deal needs to be dealt with before people can approach God. The purification rites reminded people um, that the holiness and the sacredness of God is no small matter. 
it is a big deal and people needed to be mindful of, people needed to know and to a certain and as much as possible understand that matter. The specifics of today's passage uh, with the skin conditions and afflictions draw our attention to the deterioration of life and beauty as well. Sin has brought in death and destruction into God's perfect and holy and beautiful creation. So the purification rites regarding skin afflictions draw our attention to the marring of that perfection and beauty of God and His creation. And all of this is because of sin. And even though the sin affl uh, skin afflictions are not a direct result of sin, they are indirectly the consequences of sin. So while it's not about looking perfect to approach God, the skin-related uncleanness makes us think about what it takes to be close to God. And what it takes is holiness and eternity, life eternal. But our flesh, our human flesh and skin betrays us. It is, uh, it's in a fallen state already and uh, that marches um, inexorably towards decay and death. It is inevitable. I use that word a lot for the next couple of days, by the way. Um, and you know, you know what? Uh, we do know, uh, we do think know and think a lot about our flesh and skin. It is heavy on our minds. Practically speaking, we think a lot about our appearance, right? Our age and its effect on our skin and flesh, our, our appearance. Everything uh, that is a result of sin, instead of uh, bearing and understand, uh, understanding, uh, understanding it in God's presence and understanding it in God's way, we try to fight it in our own way, our human way. We bring our creative and inventive genius uh, to, you know, to bear on this problem to help us make, look more beautiful you know, and more youthful in the face of inev inevitable decay and death. We literally have rich people who pay millions, I don't know exactly how much, but tens, hundreds of millions of dollars to preserve their bodies in cryostasis to be revived uh, when technology has advanced so much in the, I don't know how many years ahead, that they can be revived so they can live again, right? They are literally trying to live eternally, right? Be immortal through human effort and money. Right? This is, you know, this is real, this is happening. This isn't just science fiction movies anymore. And in this kind of context and state, the, script, the scripture teaches us to be humble and to submit ourselves, you know, impurities, you know, blemishes and everything, submit ourselves to God and let His word be our definition and the determination of who we are. And as I said yesterday, uh, these rites and rituals and observances don't apply to us today anymore. We don't need purification rites to deal with unclean, uncleanness, you know, related to our skin and blemishes. But it is a good uh, understanding, but a good understanding of uncleanness can help us understand ourselves better, and especially in light of our relationship with God. And we need to understand the reality uh, that our bodies are marred by sin, that we ourselves are marred by sin, starting with our bodies, and that it is decaying. But what happens to our bodies is the least, least should be the least of our concern. 
our bodies can decay and die, but our souls don't have to. Our bodies and skin will decay and die, but our souls do not have to. If we believe in Jesus, we can share in that perfect holiness, beauty, and eternity with God. This should be the final reminder from today's passage. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word that gives us the hope of life eternal, that gives us the hope of eternal and perfect beauty, of you know perfection in our appearance, skin, uh, though in a way that we don't really appreciate or understand right now in this fallen state and world, God. But we thank you for that vision. We thank you for your son, Jesus, uh, who has opened the door, uh, the made possible the way, uh, the, the reality, the truth, uh, to give us that life eternal, Lord. So we want to thank you. And, you know, even our bodies, we want to acknowledge and look at in the appropriate way, you know, spots and, and you know, like colors and all and just everything, all the blemishes, we want to bring to you first and let you be the determining factor of who we are, what we are, and even what we look like. Because in you, uh, we, we have our Creator. We thank you so much for all of this. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This program is produced Yeah.